the city. It's this sprawling, massive place, miles and miles across. Been here as long as anyone can remember. Nobles play their power games. Guilds maneuver for money and influence. Dark things emerge from the shadows to hunt. And the lamplighters take everything in while keeping the darkness at bay. The thing I always wonder is why. Why do those lamplighters keep the darkness back? What investment do they have in Avalon? Why do they keep involving common folks in the games of the houses and guilds? I think they're the true power in Avalon, but I'm only one person. Then again, I've spoken with a blasted lamplighter. Have you? The streets of Avalon. This Fawford and the Grey Mauser-inspired urban swords and sorcery city of epic proportions holds adventure, intrigue, and a darkness that comes from its denizens both above and below. It's written for the world's most popular role-playing game by Brett Blazinski. Head over to GamingNBS.com forward slash streets to grab a copy. Gaming NBS episode 359 being recorded September 13th, 2021. Welcome to Gaming NBS, the tabletop RPG podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back. Glad everybody's on board. Sean, how the hell are you, man? I am. Doing all right? I am fantastic, Brett. How are you? <clears throat> Not bad. Not bad. Brett just got had, his, his arm inked. Yes, I did. Um, he he is not trying to preserve his arm. <clears throat> no, it's... <laughs> but from going bad. No, it's not. Or spoiling. This, no. <laughs> this is to stop the, the blood, quite frankly. The blood and plasma from... From getting all over the place. Yeah. What just do? My dogs are looking at me. You look wounded. Can I lick your arm? No, don't lick my arm. No. Oh, Dad. Come on, Dad. I, you, you need that arm lick. I got a good... I'll give you a good licking. No, it's all right, buddy. It's fine. <sighs> I have not had a tattoo in a while. I'm like, God damn, that's right. These hurt. These hurt like a motherfucker. These hurt pretty bad. Oh, that's a soft. Oh, that's a tender part. Oh, that hurts too. So a lot of that. I will take but your. Be, I will take your word for it. Because be I don't have a. I don't have a single one. <clears throat> well, obviously, I know a guy. So if you're ever in need, <laughs> I can hook you up. Five years in the army and never got one. I know. Yeah. Makes me. Makes me wonder if you ever were in the army. Oh, right, right. No, because yeah. so you'll you'll appreciate this. My uh, tattoo artist said he learned a couple things that are very funny. Is that everybody, um, a lot of people. Um, the last guy who tattooed me was had such a light touch. I actually fell asleep during my tattoo. That's like a joke that men and women say constantly. And he's like, you know, I used to let that go by, but so the other thing he found out was everybody who's ever served was apparently a, a ninja seal special forces guy. He said, I cannot tell you the number of people that want a special forces tattoo. He said, he said, just judging by the number of arrogant punk ass men I have met that want one, he goes, apparently we have more Navy seals than we have regular Navy people. He said, pretty amazing. So I, uh, we got a chuckle out of that today. Uh, let's see here. Other than that type of stuff, uh, Sean, did you get any gaming in since we talked last? Let's let's talk about something that's actually quasi on topic here. I did not have gaming on Tuesday because I was Cyberpunk Red, so no, 
I did not, but I did some prepping. You? You done some stuff. Yes. So last Tuesday, I had less than I normally would. Last Tuesday, we had my Greyhawk game. So that was cool. Uh, guys came over, ran that. Um, they had fought some Jibbering Milders in first edition. And I don't know if they do, excuse me, I don't know if they do this in fifth edition, but first edition Jibbering Milder can actually change the consistency of the ground or stone under it. So these um, handful of ogre mages are messing with the party, trying to get a clue. So they try to smoke out the ogre mages, figure this out, figure that out. But they also, so <clears throat> I'll tell, I'll tell the story in order. So they fight the first two ogre mages, figure out what's going on. Like, okay, this is going to be a little trickier than we thought. They killed one, one fled. They, drove the giant uh, mountain giants away like okay we're finally at the um, at the ruined keep tower where the dragon and the, all this other the clues should be from all all signs it's pitch dark and like magically dark and then they, i pulled out varguils so varguils are from monster manual 2 and they don't have a lot of armor class very few points but when they bite you one to four points of damage right that's not a lot of damage it is permanent damage Nothing short of a wish spell can restore those hit points. So Nick, being the ever-courageous paladin, charges in there. <clears throat> I just soup these little buggers up a little bit, give them a little extra something-something uh, from the Ogre Magi, and yeah, they lay a couple hits on him, and he permanently loses like 10 hit points. He's like, holy shit! Now granted, he was the best character, if, if there was such a thing as the best character. He had the most hit points of the group, so this paladin taking a couple big hits. But put the fear of God into everybody. Then when they went down, they fought some gibbering mouthers. Next paladin, mostly immune to these um, mental issues, blah, blah, blah. He rolls his saves. He's easily in there. Lenny's character goes crazy, runs off. Two other characters have to attack each other because of the gibbering mouther effect. And um, he gets halfway through the room to attack the gibbering mouthers and finds out, as I earlier stated, gibbering mouthers in first edition can change the consistency of the floor. So it went from kind of a mushy muck he stood there long enough, they turned it to concrete on him, and his boots were stuck. So then the ogre mage opened the door at the end and went, fireball, fireball. <laughs> I toasted him. Uh, it was good. It was very good. Especially when they went through all of it and found out that the clue was not really of any use to them. It was shit they already knew. Well, that's, that's fantastic. And they had a pretty good idea that might be the case. But they insisted. They had enough data to uh, probably say, you know, we don't really have to do this. Why are we doing this? We should maybe not do it. No, we're here. By God, we got to go through it. So they lumped through it and got their asses kicked. Now the druid is blind because the uh, last Oni had a um, had a katana with uh, a power word blind on it. Basically hit him and said something in a language they didn't understand. And the poor fucker went blind. And no one has removed blindness of any kind. Like, God damn it. <laughs> they have a blind druid in the middle of a desert. It's, it's actually kind of fun. <laughs> So I'm going to tell you a spoiler here. Uh -oh. I got a plan for these guys. So a couple things that they've uncovered is um, there's some political machinations. The uh, Vecna's cult is involved, the cult of Near Rule the Reaper. It's kind of weird. Weird things are happening. There's a pack of assassins that have been hunting for these guys for a while. And across that network, not the Scarlet Brother, a different group of assassins that actually are assassins for um, Near Rule the Reaper, they have a bag with them that is full of rot grubs that they're going to use <gasps> on the party as a weapon. I, I have weaponized the rot grub. 
first edition, you either apply fire to it right away or you've got one to three rounds and you're dead. Because little fuckers will burrow right in, get to your heart in one to three rounds and toast you. Or a cure disease will take care of them. I don't think the party remembers any of that. <clears throat> so, could have a TPK next week. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, it'll be a rock, raining rot grubs at some point <laughs> next session. Uh, can't wait to see what they do. Anyway, that's what I did. Sounds fantastic. It was. <laughs> Poor sons of I'm bitches. Feeling evil. I'm gearing them up, man. They got to get used to the toughness, the craziness, because this is Return to the Tomb of Horrors box set, and there's some badass fucked up shit in there. And I'm basically just dropping hints and clues, and they're picking up the pieces just fine, but they're... Uh, a few of the characters, um, or players perhaps, probably the characters more, I think, not the players. The characters need to understand that charging into everything is not going to be a good way to stay alive. Regardless of their higher level, regardless of the powers and magic items they've obtained, it could go bad for them. So, we'll see. So, kids, if you all want to play Delta Green with Brett... Um... <laughs> rock grubs! Rock grubs everywhere! <laughs> Actually, I know for Delta, I'd use throat leeches for Delta Green. Anyway. So. Yeah, well, that's a whole different game. Yeah. yeah, so speaking of Delta Green Experiment, Project BS, Sean, you beat me. You're already starting to muster. You bastard. This, you know, we mentioned earlier on, but this isn't a competition. Yeah, but I saw your little score sheet. Did you read it all? A little bit. It's, well, it's pretty, pretty long. You, you probably loaded it up and said, Psh, man, fuck, it's too long. Uh... Yeah, Might be I've like, got, hey, you want to play Delta Green? Good, sit down. Hey, you're dead. Moving on. I've got <laughs> two people that are interested. I've got one that's that's uh, ready to go. And so I think if nobody else volunteers that can make that time, then I'll have my three, and then I'll probably want one more. Um, I don't – so it's not full yet, but it's a Sunday night, uh, Sunday game starting at 9 a.m. Central Time U.S. And then we're going to play for probably three hours till about noonish Central Time. Um, and there's other stipulations in there like, hey, we're going to be using Discord for this and OBS Ninja, excuse me, for that. And it's going to be recorded. And so a lot of things like, hey, if you don't feel comfortable being recorded, psh- if you can't make Sundays between these hours, whoosh, if you can't get yep. to four to six sessions, whoosh. so mm. it's, you know, eventually if it checks all, if somebody checks all the boxes, you don't have to have played Delta Green to play in my game. Um, Nor mine. Nope. Absolutely yeah. not. So as long as you've played role-playing games, I'm going to be using <clears throat> Foundry. You don't have to have, you know, Foundry experience. It's going to be used for some minor things, but uh, pre-gens... Um, oh, you're you're going pre-gens? No, so I'm going to. There's a hundred archetypes that are like I think the organization and the stats are done. The abilities, and then depending on the org or the the what is it the specialization type, right? Mm-hmm. Those skills are already selected like the pre skills for those classes are already in the sheet and then of course in delta green you get an additional like 
bonus skill freebies. 80 points to allocate to different skills. And the only thing the person would have to do if they want to pick one of those archetypes, fill in the name, fill in the education, fill in the bonds, and complete the skills, and they'd be done. So these are almost pre-gens. You're doing some of the first heavy lifting to make sure. That makes sense. I like it. Well, so that's... We haven't done session zero, so that's an option if they want to do oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. Or if they want, you know, pre-gen, I'll roll up something and do the same thing, and I'll do it for mm-hmm. them. Or if they want to, you know, I want to roll my own or whatever, that's fine, too. I don't care. I've got, like, some stipulations, like, hey, i got to have a copy of the character, so I'll either put it in Foundry or I won't, and some of those details. Or if they're out, something along those lines. So, <clears throat> Excuse me. But, yeah, cool. I have... It's the most, I mean, I took a note from Farty, man. He, he put it out there and one you know, when he wrote into us and said, Hey, this is my posting for one of the games I did. I'm actually really glad you did this because I'm going to fucking, I'm going to cannibalize your shit. I'm going to cannibalize this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Steal it. You know, I'll throw a couple F bombs in it. So, you know, it's mine. Right. But other than that, it'll probably be the same, same bloody thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, um, I wanted everything to be in there well enough so that somebody could, read it and go, okay, this is, I get it. Like, I know this is the game and what it's going to be, what it's going to be going for. And Makes sense. Yeah. So I've got my vacation stuff planned around a couple um, hunting trips solid now. So because of that, I'm going to go in and find my time, which is, which was my task last time. I've gotten the calendar 90% there and now it's a matter of, okay, it's going to be these days. Let's rock and make it happen. So cool, cool. So I have that and then I'm hoping... I, there's a potential if by like Thursday I have the players, I could potentially have session zero on Sunday. Not bad. And I don't, if I do, it may not be the whole three hours. It may just, spouse wants to go somewhere on Sunday and that'll be in a conflict. So I may cut it short and it's session zero. Yeah, this, yeah, this Sunday is out for me. I've got a, um, the martial arts school of, I've joined here in town, the original one. I started that ages back tournament this Sunday, so I'll be doing that. Are you running? Are you judging? Or are you? I'm doing judge stuff. Yeah. Yep. Sweet. Otherwise, I'd be in the old man's club. Right. There's basically a bunch of other old black belts like myself. Who go, hey, I know you. Yep, I know you. All right, should we just flip a coin? How do we want to do this? <laughs> Not that many of us. <laughs> anyway, I joke. Um, let's see here. Oh, BS or con. Sean, you dropped this a while back. And then um, this is one of those cool things. I th- Sean hit me up with this. So I'm just going to give this little preamble, folks. Sean said, hey, I think I might want to do this. And Sean's mentioned it before where, hey, blah, blah, blah. Maybe we should do a BS or con. And some BSers within our uh, Discord and other places said, oh, I'd be down for that. I might like to, to run games and whatever. And I do not have the time or desire to organize or coordinate such a thing. However, this is something that Sean feels strongly about that he wants to do. So I definitely will be a part of it. And by that, Sean, I'm positively going to at least run a game and play in games. Whenever it is, however it gets set up, I will make the time because I think this is a really cool idea. I support you doing it. I think it's awesome because we've talked about it for a while. And um, an in-person con is no small feat. I did that for a number of years. That's a son of a bitch. But organizing anything like this, and um, I've said it before, and if there's anybody in the BSR community who doesn't realize it, the reason that the community has all the different tools and methods and stuff is because of Sean. 
Sean, yeah. you're the guy who's saying, hey, we need to have this Discord thing. Hey, this is a good thing. We need to have this thing to do. Let's, get, let's have a Twitter feed. Let's do this. Let's do this. This shit that Brett doesn't tend to think about. So quite frankly, Sean, this is really cool. It's a really cool move, and I just want to say that to you publicly. Thanks, it's man. Really, you're doing you're doing you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> so, I'm I'm here to support you doing such. Work. I appreciate that. Uh, for those not in the know, it's we're shooting for the last weekend in January uh, after the holiday season, and it's nice and cold in the Midwest, U.S. and among every everywhere in the northern hemisphere, pretty much, um, not everywhere, but you get it. So I figured there's a lot of talk. We have gamingnbs.com forward slash games. There's a forum post that talks about the spreadsheet that we have for GMs offering to run games and players like mm. putting down their playing wish list. There is some, there is some problem scheduling. People are busy. You know, oh, yeah. the game master, you kind of have to have him or her, you know, you can't, you're kind of at their mercy at times. Yes. So with this, you know, we want to do it online. It's going to be online, you know, and we could just well, magically create rooms. We don't have any space allocation and it'll allow people to set time aside to say, hey, Saturday, last week of January, I'm going to play games with this person and that person and that person because they're running the games that I want to play in. And and there's other people that want to play with individuals that they've heard from on the podcast and interacted with on the Discord or the forums or what have you. It is not just a BSer con. I don't have a problem with anybody else from outside the community to, to play. People might be asking. We'll put it out there. But, you know, this is really, you know, I want it to be your your online convention, the BSers in the community than anything. But if others come in and they are not trolls or assholes and they, they, you know, take on kind of what Brett and I's philosophy is on gaming and our, our kind of take on gaming, we're not looking for clones, but no, somebody's going to come I mean, in and say, most- well, that's the wrong way. And, you know, uh, <clears throat> I don't believe in lines and veils. I'll do whatever I want. And, you know, it's the usual thing, right? And this is where I think <clears throat> we should, it's a natural next step, right? So we try to get people together, gaming, you know, organize this, organize that. Sometimes it just helps to have like an event. This is the day. This is the time. Fair warning. Look at your end of January. Quite, you know, look at it now. Figure out what you think. You think it makes sense. Stay tuned. We'll keep you up to date as we go. And yes, Sean and I'll be dealing with Sean will help figure out how we're gonna do it. But if we have to, we'll enlist our moderators and other people. And if we have a douchebag, douchebag will be cut. Right? That's just flat simple. Um I had the same policy when I was running Evercon. You know, I had to boot a guy out. I've actually had to boot two people out of that con, and that's just what you gotta do. And sometimes you gotta do that stuff. We we really care for the people who have bothered for these last God knows how many years to deal with us and grow with us and help do all this cool stuff. The last thing we want to do is have anybody, you know, show up and fuck it up. <laughs> so we'll do everything we can to stop that. But people are throwing around names, suggestions. We have BSRCon, mm-hmm. GBSCon, G and B and S and Con, <laughs> lo- loads of BSCon, nothing but BSCon. Sean Khan, all the Sean's all the time, grumbling BS Khan. 
Oh, that's, that's a throwback. That's a good one. That's a good Get one. off my lawn, Con. Old man yells <laughs> at Con. End of January, Con. Grumpy old men, Con. Kelly, Con. Uh, nothing but BS, Con is awesome. There we go. So there there's just are. some. Well, we'll see. We'll see what winner, happens. Winner gets a paid trip to the seat in their basement. Hey, hey. there we go. Hey, hey. Not bad. Yeah. So that's coming. Let's see here. Sean, um, seven years has it been? Seven years, man. In in four days from this recording, uh, probably the day that it drops, we are seven years old. Uh, damn. Yeah, seven. It is uh, wool and copper. So I will get Brett a copper piece to buy himself a piece of wool. Oh, that's so sweet of yeah. you. Yeah, you know. So there you go. Seven years we've been doing this. I will make something one nice. dropped I'll make something seven years nice ago on the, the 17th. I'll make something yeah. nice out of the wool and send back to you. Oh, that's fantastic. There we go. That's uh, actually cool. I, I kept, the, <laughs> just I kept one. thinking it was <laughs> just one, half a sock. A small one of those no-show socks, too. Won't make a lot. Um, I kept thinking it was five or six. And when you said off the mic, like seven, I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> seven, that's a long time. It's a very long time. Gamingandbs.com forward slash zero zero one. And you'll see the episode one and the date. You know, I like yeah. to think we've actually, and not only just as a community and such, but I think, I know for myself, this kind of a maudlin interlude, but I've grown a lot from, I think, from how I used to approach games and gaming and just the stuff I've learned from interacting with the BSers. And not just meeting the men and women and, and folks at, at cons and talking to people who listen to us and bothered to stop by and say, hey, I like your thing, however, say, hey, or I like what you said, but, or I don't like what you said, and so on. But just the random encounter stuff that we've had for the last seven years. There's been some real fucking diamonds thrown at us, like, oh my God, this is really cool. And so people have had some great perspectives. And all the way back to G+, where our community started, to you know everything we do now in the forums and all that stuff, it's awesome. And, and uh, I, I know for both Sean and I, we would not be here if it weren't for all y'all. If the for listeners sure. were, if the listeners weren't here providing feedback and staying tuned in and just being great people, we'd bail. We'd be like, yeah, well, that was fun. We shouted into the darkness for a while, and we're done shouting. So, yeah, could have had a bunch of mud skippers for fans. <clears throat> could have absolutely had a bunch <laughs> of mud skippers. Yeah. For those that don't remember or haven't tuned in that far back, Mud Skipper left us a bad review on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Does not like us. And that's not okay. like us. Like, we, we don't like Mud Skipper either. We don't, but. We don't, but. You know, what are you going to do? That's awesome. Though. Seven years, man. Seven years, man. Now, let me once again publicly say thank you for bothering to bring this up to me at work. Because this was your idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was absolutely your idea. Yeah. So yeah. I, it was one of those things where when I told my wife, hey, Susan, I'm going to do this. She's like, really? Really? With who? Do I know this person? You don't know them. You just know them through work. You think this is going to work out? Ah, we'll see. I said, if it sucks, it'll die. <laughs> Mud Skipper. That would be awesome if Mud Skipper found out. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Those assholes are using my handle for a name of their con. They're a bunch God of jack wagons. It, Skipper con. <laughs> Skip con. Oh, funny. And you're welcome. There we go. And you're welcome. But anyway, thanks, man. Yeah. 
I'm glad you I'm glad you brought this up. You know what, Sean? It's a damn good idea. We should delay. We should. We should do I don't know. We'll get some idea. mics and start throwing some RPG stuff out there. <sighs> you good? Yeah, Shall we, we should move, move on? on. These people are like oh, fuck. Going Showtime. The fuck you people. Moving on. Random encounter segment in the show where we field emails, voicemails, comments from social media. As Brett usually points to me and has me do there, there's the point. There it is. There's the point. There's the point. So let's see. We've got first one from Edwin Nagy. Edwin emails us. Hello, BNS. I write to help you celebrate seven years of spreading BS across the world. Hey, thanks, Edwin. I got back into gaming about a year before your podcast started and have been enjoying learning how to game better in parallel with you and the rest of the BSers. It's been awesome, and I look forward uh, to it being piled higher and deeper. That's when you go from the BS degree to the PhD. (laughs) PhD. Nice. A BS in BS, huh? Anyway, it's looking less and less likely that I'll make game hole this year, but I do hope to see you both before too long. Take care and happy gaming, Edwin. Thank you, Edwin. Yeah, thanks, Edwin. I don't know if people, if I, I think we've said this ages back, but the uh, the first game hole con at the uh, was it the first one? But anyway, <clears throat> there's a game hole con. Edwin shows up and he's hanging out with us. We're having a good time. It's great. And uh, well, that game hole con um, con organizer comes and says, "Hey, Brett, your game master didn't show up." Look at Sean go fuck. Shit. Oh, crap. We forgot to cancel that dude's games. Oh, oh, Christ. There's a table of like seven people. And Sean and I are like, uh, what do we do? And Edwin stands up and goes, I'll run a game. And we're like, what? You don't know what they want? He goes, I don't care. I got this. <laughs> and the dude, we walked Edwin over there. We gave people beer glasses and said, hey, we're really sorry. You know, it's our name on the, on the thing. Here's the deal. Edwin's going to run a game. Sorry, it's not probably what you thought. Edwin sat down. When they were done, they all said, thank you. They had fun. I bumped into him later. And I had some, one of the players at that game said, hey, you know what? That guy who subbed in that you had pulled in, he was really good. I had a lot of fun with that. So, hey, after that, Edwin, he won a special place in our hearts because he saved us from looking like complete jack yes. in front of people. So that was very awesome of you, Edwin. So once again, I, I will never forget that. That was really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Edwin. Very nice of you. Appreciate right. it. And I did not know. I just assumed that Edwin had been – kind of gaming for quite a while honestly i didn't know he just came back yeah, good point yeah before we started so there you go yeah that is very cool i didn't know that either actually glad he called that out all right where the hell are we ah yes next up rory comments us on always be prepping i really enjoyed this episode it's nice to know i'm not the only one who spends his days constantly thinking about gaming campaigns and dming campaigns. almost everything i do inevitably gets filtered through the lens of gaming visiting ruined castles while traveling visiting ruining is the obvious travel extreme but that flows all the way to wow. That software would at work could also be used to help my prep work. To help my, <laughs> I do like to write stuff down and build websites for campaigns, mostly so the player's homework is in one central location rather than in a host of emails. But all of that is just a way to help solidify what I want to use in a game, what I want it to look slash feel like for the players. The rest of it is all in the head, prepping the mode Brett mentioned. Painting minis, inspiration for gaming. Reading novels, inspiration for gaming. Nonfiction, again, inspiration for gaming. Movies, ditto. 
Even my video gaming tends towards fantasy, and I look for missions to steal mechanics, cool swords, and different bonuses or abilities different bonus based on where they were forged. Witcher 3 did that to me. Walking the dog on the trails near my home becomes, ooh, Lizardmen could wait in ambush by the river there. <laughs> the hillside and thicket could all be difficult terrain. It very rarely shuts off. <laughs> it's really good to know I'm not the only one who quietly goes about his day uh, being a fun, hopefully healthy, and sort of crazy. <laughs> You're in good company, Rory, because it's, it's not just you, it's us too. So that's awesome. That's very cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, Rory, for sure, sharing that. All right, the next one from Old School DM on assigning homework for your RPG. I don't assign homework. I reward between session contributions to the campaign. During the podcast, this was frowned on a bit because of people getting, quote unquote, less spotlight or FOMO or something. I do a lot of homework for my group. I do a lot of homework for my group. What with custom 3D terrain, a custom soundtrack mix, updating a photo-rich story blog of every session, along with all the usual prep on steroids of initiative tents and printed monster stat blocks. In exchange, I ask them to take session photos, keep notes, narrate the last time in our campaign, summary from those notes, and help build slash tear down terrain, etc., in exchange, in exchange for each thing, I give them one of my fudge minus one plus one tokens for use during the session. And then he has a link to a Google a Google document. Um, come early and help set up token. Stay late, tear down token. Next week, read notes token. There's always something you could do to help the campaign, but. What makes the token approach particularly special and not suffer from the presumed too much spotlight problem is that the tokens are most often used on someone else's role. Dungeon Master. The dragon makes his saving throw, but only by two, mage. I only have minus one token. Rogue. I've got you covered. Passing a second minus one token to DM. DM taking Bowdens to Dragon Falls, his saving throw, and is stunned. Next to tech is at advantage. The more you contribute to the group outside of the session, the more benefits the group receives. It builds party cooperation and cohesion to reward individual contributions with shareable benefits. I like it. I, th I think there's a cool, one of the best parts about what Old School has here is he's got a good group. Right, people are willing to do this stuff, and they and they understand that. Hey, look, if I don't do this thing, these uh, the stuff he's talking about here, I, I don't get the pluses or minuses. And the cool thing there too is, as they're using it in person, if someone, if Sean gives me that plus one that I really need it, and I haven't quote unquote bothered or have not engaged in the setup, tear down, or anything, there's a very polite push, not an obligation, but there's a polite push of like, hey. A really good way to repay would be to help do some of the work that I did to give you that bone. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a really he's got a really good it's a Benny economy, right? He's got a little, you know, token economy going on at his game there that people are buying into they like it, they're having a good time with it. I I think this is a really well done. One of the things that's cool is knowing old school, he's very clear, like, hey, do this stuff, this is how this works. You know. 
um, he's going to line it out. And I think that's a that's a big piece is it's very clear what he says here and how I've, how old school has interacted with us in the past is that he's very clean with his crew, right? He tells these folks, hey, this is how it operates. Here's how you can do this and so forth. And that upfront organized approach, I think, is really key in what he's doing there. I think when I'm when because um, old school, when you talk about, hey, you know, frowned on um, the less spotlight type of thing. I think that's because when I said that, I'm pretty sure it was me, is if it's not a planned thing, right? If you don't have an organization behind this type of economy, and I'm using the term economy very loosely here, folks, but if you don't have a, a, a planned approach to it, that's when I see the spotlight, excuse me, kind of fade away one way or the other. When you have this type of setup here that Randy has, it's known and understood as to why this is happening. There's no, oh, I didn't know, or oh, I forgot. It's glaringly obvious all the time. People have a stack of tokens at their table, whatever's going on. It's, uh, I think that's cool. It's well understood, well organized, and people know how to use it. That's pretty, that's pretty sweet, man. Thank you. Play, players love rewards. They really, 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 really do. And D&D players, I mean, that's, that's part of the game. So if you have a reward system and it's tied to things that can benefit mm-hmm. the game master or the game itself, I mean, there's bennies and stuff like that in certain games um, that are built in and they produce a certain result or function, then that's that's great. Not all of them do that, but I think you can get players to chew on that and uh, accept it when it's, oh, I get rewarded for doing X or Y. And, you know, it's leveling, leveling. Oh, I get more stuff. I get this. I get that. It's like yep. this, you know. The other cool thing here is psychological ding. Randy, ah, well, Randy old school is, is a big 5e guy, right? The cool thing here is what he's doing what he's in my opinion mechanically i i have no beef with it and that's because in my rereading and working with my son as he's reading the game and asking me questions and rules and looking at it there's nothing impactful to this that inspiration doesn't also cover right doesn't also this is a formalized and i'm saying inspiration is like a bonus a benefit for different things that can happen this is just another way to capitalize on that type of thing and i think you're right it's it fits because it feels like it's part of it Right, especially with a five E type of setting, in a first edition AD and D, would it might feel tacked on a lot of things in old school. Some of the old school games felt a little tacked on, but I think it, it really flows well there. And I think if you take some kind of a mechanic, and you if you're worried about doing something the old school is doing there, and you're like, ooh, is it going to unbalance? Is it going to cause a problem? Or what? What? What are the knock on effects of this? You know, just kind of if you can compare it to a similar type of mechanic, I think that's your step in the right direction. And you know, then quite frankly, sounds like everybody at Randy's Games having a fucking good time. It works. <laughs> I mean, are they having fun? Yes. Case closed. Move on. <laughs> yeah. So awesome idea, man. Thank you and good write up. Yeah. Thanks, uh, old school, for letting us know. Let's get into the main topic. Mm-hmm. Brett, what are we talking about this week? So, you, Sean, I've talked about this a little bit off the mics, and um, Joe Swick and I and other people, yesterday we've talked about it kind of off the mics. Um, Stuff of Dragon Spawn and I were chatting about this um, the other day, and it, there's a there's a prevailing piece out there 
that um, someone will say, I want to run a heist game with D&D. And some person will say, oh, in that case, you should run Blades in the Dark. And the person will say very politely, thank you, but I want to run it with D&D. And I have a question. Yeah, but Blades in the Dark does it better. Thank you, but I want to run it with D&D. Yeah, but you don't understand. And at a certain point, that person needs to like be forcibly tied up and gagged or removed. Right. <laughs> so one of the things that I have, um, I think I get this from my dad based on uh, talking to my father more and learning more about how my father was raised and so forth. And how he raised me, there is a do not tell me what to fucking do. You know what you should do? Really, what should I do? Come here and tell me to my face exactly what it is you think I should be doing. That usually doesn't go. You should be on a podcast, Yeah, Brett. it took Sean. You should be on an RPG It took podcast. Sean a couple of months to talk me into it. So it wasn't just a quick sell. <laughs> <laughs> but so what I'm talking about here is I think there's a better, what people mean. I think we often do this too. We'll say, hey, this does something better. Or we'll say, ooh, instead of doing that, you should try this thing. Matt Colville's talked about this. And actually, Z Bashu talked about this on in the, um, in the animated spellbook stuff. There is... Um, there's a tone in a way that people express something. And um, it's kind of like that. I've been playing role-playing games since 1973. Therefore, I know what I'm talking about. I, I don't care how long you've been playing. Fuck off, right? It's, this, it's that type <laughs> of a... Like, this doesn't give you cred. And um, there's... Uh. Instead of telling people, what I really enjoy is when someone says, hey, I want to run a heist game. I'm not sure what game system to use. Aha, that person's asking for game system specific ideas and so forth. I've seen these Twitter posts, and these are some of my favorite generalized questions on Twitter around gaming. Hey, I want to run a horror game. There's so many out there. Can you give me an idea of what you like and why? I have a Call of Cthulhu because of blah, blah, blah. Someone else will say Dread because of XYZ. Someone else says Mothership because of this, that, and the other. Wonderful. That's a great way to tout and raise the flag of your favorite RPG to accomplish that task. But when someone says out loud or anywhere else, boy, I'm really having fun using X system. I'm running, you know, a Savage Worlds game or a Numenera game. We're doing this heist. It's really, it's really kind of cool, blah, blah, blah. The number of people that feel compelled for some reason to say, you shouldn't play that game. You should play this other game because it's better or it does the thing you want to do better you want well it does yeah yeah so the the first answer i have is like are you at my table with my group well no yes. how the fuck do you know no you're not <laughs> if you're not at the table with my group then how the fuck do you know what's best for us you don't right so when someone says i'm running a heist game and Did i'm running you read it, graham walmsley's book which one uh play unsafe yeah oh yeah that's right. I think that's exactly. Is that what is it out of? I think that's right out of it. it probably could be. It's kind of where I think he compares the station wagon. He compares like the minivan or the station wagon to a Ferrari. Yeah. 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 Right. And he's like, which car is better? Depends what he's you're like, doing. It, yeah. It, you had a family that's going to pile into a Ferrari. That's probably not the best car yeah. for you. Right. Yeah. And I think they're just as gamers, one of the things that I have. To the idea, in a way, of our seven years, Sean, is I think I've I've had some very severe opinions and like, hey, this is right, this is wrong, or this is obvious, and so on, as pro people probably know who's li who've listened long enough. I'm trying to change some of my language. 
around that stuff. I've had this conversation with my son, AJ, a while back. And I said, you know, because we were complaining about my oldest son, Connor, how Connor is a very much a power gamer. And AJ has decided, after playing Middle-earth with me and a few other things, he's like, you know, I really like making interesting characters. I really don't care about min-maxing anymore. Connor sure does. I just don't care about that anymore. And I said, what we have to be careful of, AJ, is that is a preference, and it's not better. It's a different style. When Connor goes off on something, I go, wow, whole. I try to put myself in that person's place now and say, if I enjoyed that type of gaming, yes, that idea you have sounds awesome. I've said this to people who come up to me at cons and tell me some amazing story about a thing that I personally do not give a fuck about because I don't like the type of gaming or the game they're playing or the style. However, when they're telling me this story and they're telling me this incredibly cool thing, I put myself in their place and go, what? If I were you, and you're laying this thing out for me. Oh my God, why am I not playing that game? I, if, I, if I wanted to play like that, boom, that's the game I would play. I don't want to play like that right now, but thank you very much for telling me. I appreciate it. You're all about it. And I, I think is in short, when I hear somebody say, you should play a different game, you should, I'm like, you're just a snobby elitist prick for saying so, right? That's not helping me. Well, because of because of the method it's how you say it as my mother sure. would say it's not what you said it's how you said it and but when the first words out of your mouth are oh you're playing the wrong game uh, that, that, i shut down and i know a number of people not only my friend group other people i've talked to online they're not like immediate direct friends of mine people i've seen other posts they're like the first thing you say is i'm doing it wrong thank you that's that's super helpful to my conundrum right now <laughs> oh the last five years of this campaign it all could have been solved if only if only you person of wisdom would have come down from the mountain and told me the wonders of savage worlds or insert game here thank you for enlightening me you fuck <laughs> you know it's, you oh know I feel. that's how i feel but sean i think when i one of the things i really liked about you when we first started talking about different game systems is your challenge back to me was always like it facilitates the type of play i'm like yeah but i can be like look i know you can do it with that can do it, but this is built in and i've listened to you tell me that for the past seven years a lot of other bs just say hey i really like this because of I'm like ah oh, okay cool let me put myself over there for a minute yeah i get it i totally get it and i think that there's a method that we can use to tell people that there's something maybe better, maybe kinder way to get somebody uh, on the idea that there's something better or a different system, or you should try instead of uh, kind of the, uh, the bull in a china shop approach. So what do you think, Sean? Well, it first of all, it took me months and years to get to the point of telling you <laughs> in that way... <laughs> That that there are better games doing what you're trying to accomplish, Brett. But it's because you're a I joyless asshole. I, or so I acquiesce. <laughs> there, so in now everybody knows that I am trying to be what positive force. Yeah, honestly, dude, that that's where this that's where this idea hit me because I I have a I have this negative reaction when I hear it and I'm like you know. I know other people also have a negative reaction when someone comes up and says, you're doing it wrong. 
Because that's how it, and I know for a fact, though, if I do my thing and I put myself in their place, they're not trying to tell me I'm doing it wrong. They actually like, oh my, oh, 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 cool thing. This would be so cool for you. And they're trying to help. I just. So I want to help them help me. <laughs> some folks do that and suggest a different game. And I find probably not. Hey, again, Sean has no numbers to back this up. But hey, armchair quarterback has got an armchair. Um, I think many people suggest different games for when somebody's talking about a particular game, mostly for 5e players. And I say mostly because it's the 500-pound gorilla. It's got the most people playing it. But it also probably has the most amount of people that only play D&D. In other words, if you're if you're playing something else, huh, chances are you've played D&D, 5th edition, and something else. And maybe another game. And maybe another game. The reason I bring this up is I think that some people will say, in Brett's example, hey, I can't wait to play this heist game in 5e. What do you, how do you think is the best, what is the best way do you think to do it? Play Blades in the Dark. When I think some people say that, I, th- I told this guy on Twitter exactly that. I said, I, th- and he's like, yep, appreciate all the feedback. He actually took it in stride and had a laugh at the whole thing because everybody's responses were, Play Blades in the Dark. I told him, I said, I, ho- I hope you're not getting too ticked off because I do think many folks do that because they may think in their head that you don't know Blades in the Dark exists. So it's not, some, not all. Some are just like, you know, you're, you're playing the wrong damn game. D&D 5e sucks you, for heists. You need to play a game that facilitates a heist and Blades in the Dark does exactly that and that's why you should play it. I think there's times when people don't, they th- they just go 5e player, they, they may not be aware of, of Blades <clears throat> in the Dark. I love the game. It does heist really, really well. Play Blades in the Dark, Brett. So... Oh, and just as a quick aside, sometimes the the snap comment, the Twitter post, it's yes. like this big, right? It's like right. it's hardly any sentences. Two hundred and somebody goes play blades, yeah. play blades in the dark because they don't have time to ask the full question. Right. However, I've had the same shit happen to me in person, so I think there's a knee jerk piece. Keep going, Sean. Keep going. <laughs> I totally derailed. I totally derailed you. Somebody's somebody's chatting at us there, <laughs> saying something horrible. Yeah, there's about a me. few comments that are kind of funny. They met. Like Wayne is like, on the other hand, if you see a friend cutting a two by four with a nail file, you are kind of obligated to tell them about a saw. Well, that depends. Well, what has that friend done to me lately? And it also um, depends on, you know, maybe that friend is like, hey, I love chipping away. I like whittling with a freaking nail file. Nail file. You know, I who the hell knows. But so there is, you know, there is some validity to saying, hey, what what if you say like Brett says, hey, I could really go for a horror game, and there's many out there. I don't know which one to choose. So tell me which one you like and why. And why? That I can base my you know oh, that make I it, like to that make a decision reason. based on some yes, some yes. reasoning. Right. So in it's, I think one of the things that come up in context are 
most of it's social media, which is, you know, well, here's shit. Let's like move up like one or two rungs on the shit ladder. Um, I think if, if the part of your idea here, the positive force in gaming, part of that is one of the reasons I want to talk about this is because I think a better way to say this, the question is, I want to do a heist game in D&D. I want to play this D&D. I want to do D&D horror. I want to do D&D this. Ask it, and again, I'm using that as the example. There's plenty of plethora of different examples out there. And you could say, are you set on using D&D, or are you open to other rules, systems, ideas? Sure. That question, that Twitter post, that response on the Twitter feed, whatever it is, is a lot more positive sounding and the person doesn't feel like you're belittling, doesn't attacking, isn't telling them they're wrong, stupid. Why don't you know about this? All smart people. And I'm not not everybody takes things negatively like Brett does, right? But if you say, are you set on that rule system? Or are you open to ideas? That gives that person who's asking the question or telling the story or whatever it is that they're doing that's just coming up an opportunity to say, my group really loves D&D. And, um, yeah, we just we want to try to use it because we think we it, we think it's got the juice, man, to really do the story. We want to use this, this, and this. Okay, cool. You, you're not you don't want to talk about Blades and Dark. That's fine. Because if you ever do, man, have I got a game for you? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, but you you said you don't, so let's talk about that for now, right? And I, I think that approach wins a lot more converts. And honestly, that is the approach I've gotten from most Dungeon Crawl Classics people. When I talk to Jen Brinkman, I've talked to other people at conventions about DCC. When I talk to people about a lot that that the Goodman game stuff, um, or shit, even um, uh, uh, the Hyperborea game, you know, hey, this is, um, do you like this type of thing? Well, you probably like this too. Or you'll talk about, I enjoy this. Th-. Or they'll talk to you about your game and say, yeah, that's really cool. If you do like that type of thing, I also have another game that's, re- that's similar, but man, I think it's, I think it's, I personally think it's better. You'd have to judge for yourself. I'm telling you, I'm in love with this game. I played that game you're talking about, Brett, but man, this is the one for me. Right? And I think that as goofy it is, Sean, I think, and I shouldn't say goofy, but as as maybe corny as that sounds, but from being positive and trying to help people, you know, because I think most people actually are. You're right. They're trying to say, hey, have you tried Mothership? Like, no. Have you tried... I'm having a hard time doing hex crawl with D&D. I just can't seem to get this. Then saying, are you do you, are you stuck with using stuck or did you really want to make it work for D&D or are you willing to talk about forbidden lands here? Right. And I, I think that approach is what I wish more people would take. I am personally trying to do that myself more. So try not to be quite such a grumpy old bastard sometimes, but does that make sense? Jim, Sean? Well, and I, I think there are many people, and I think many agree when we say many people that are are suggesting games are doing it probably out of the kindness of their own heart. They're not like filled with malicious, you know, intent when they are attempting to do that because the reason they're replying and they mention a particular game is because they've probably played it, heard of it they've thought highly of it or they've heard that it does facilitate something in a particular way and that you would benefit f- in a positive way that they have from using that game. Yep. So it's, 
It's context is lost. It's social media. It's text. And if they were at a convention and they said that same thing to you, you could see their body language and you mm. in turn or the other person would see your body language in, in saying that. So if I told Brett, yeah, Streets of Avalon's awesome, man. It should have been done in Savage Worlds. Like, you know, Brett could be like, and I could say like, you know, you know the, the, the tone and how I explain it and him knowing I'm a big Savage Worlds guy, yep. he may take it in a different way when I'm there face to face and Brett's, you know, 6'4 and I'm 5'10 and I would probably be very much so. <laughs> I have hit Sean a lot too. So uh, I, I, there, are, there, are some, I mean, there are some folks that I think they have the um, that small you know what, big keyboard problem, right? And you will occasionally see the responses in multiple types of forums where D&D's trash for that. That game sucks. Play this game. You'll see those type of things. Although that person is clearly being a dick. You don't, you know, ignore that person, block them, get rid of them. But I'm saying... And full disclaimer, dictum, like, runs across the spectrum. Right? So when we talk about the, the one player who's big on anything but 5e and the players that are big on just 5e they're on the same ends of the scale yeah, as far I, as that pat when pathfinder was was really big 1e when it was kind of in its heyday if you will i i would call it um there were people i know oh, she was still playing D. oh my god i mean for fuck's sake real gamers are i mean you'll hear that type of gatekeeping bullshit but i really think it, this isn't like a huge debatable you know, choose a side, Sean, type of topic here. But I, I, sure. I really think, though, that one of the things that we can do as gamers to try to help people within our hobby enjoy the hobby more is instead of telling somebody what they're doing wrong, you shouldn't play that game, you should play this game instead. We really need different language for it. And, like, it may, it may, some people are going to hear this and be, oh, Brett's being too touchy-feely. Fuck it, just say what you think. If they don't like it, fuck them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's that mentality out there for sure. There is. And, you know, I, I just look at how the BSers treat each other in our different forums and stuff. And we'll have a disagreement. I've disagreed with Randy Farmer before. We've gone back and forth. And I'm, you know what, dude? I think you're right. Uh, we had the topic on Retcon. A metric fuck ton of BSers said, Brett, you're wrong. That's not how that word works. I argued it for a bit. and it, I lost. It's a bad. I had a bad. I had a bad argument. I had bad footing. People were very polite, though. They said, I don't know, man. I don't think that means what you think it means. That word you're using does not mean what you think it means. And they were very polite, went through, educated. I'm a smarter man for it, and I'm moving on. Totally fine. And I, I think that's that type of approach is a better way to do it because there are so many fucking games out there. It's not, it, it is not unheard of that if you run in the right circles, quote, unquote, everyone knows what Blades in the Dark is. I could find an entire convention in central Wisconsin called Evercon where a thousand people show up every year and not a single one of them other than myself and five people. There were six of us who knew who Ken Height was. There's people who show up at that con who do not know what Call of Cthulhu is, who think every fantasy game is Dungeons and Dragons. They don't know what Savage Worlds is. Any Name a big game other than D&D. They do not know what it is. They see a poke. Yeah, that's that's their world. That's their right? world. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I, it just it is what it is, and it it doesn't mean 
So what I'm getting at is that to convert people to do cool things, that's where I like talking with um, Ron Blessing and and um, <coughs> Christian Serrano and, uh, and Troy and Darcy and, and the folks we've talked to about games is these are people who are passionate about their games. Jen Brinkman again. Um, and I tell you, this is really cool. If you like this type of thing, you're going to have fun doing this. This is why I like this game. That's got a lot of power to it. And I think a lot of times in social media, they're just snippets, right? They're just pieces and parts. But I have stopped telling, saying to people, don't do that, do this. Or I'm trying my best at this point because it doesn't get. Brett's been doing it for like ages. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Among my friends, it's no. easy, right? Like if Sean and I get together off the mic stuff, we'll check, dude, what the fuck are you doing that for? Do this thing. What's wrong with you? Known the guy for like, you know, well, seven years plus. Um, <laughs> so we've built a friendship and rapport. We can have some of that. But <laughs> excuse me, at, at Game Con, if someone comes up and talks to me and says, hey, you know what? This is a really blah, blah, blah. They're telling me about their really kick-ass game they're running. I'm not going to tell them they're doing it wrong. I might say, wow, that that reminds me a lot of like, this game system I use sounds similar. I've not played that one, or I'm not a huge Savage Worlds fan, but I had a very similar experience with this other game system, so I could totally see where you're coming from or whatever. It's that type of conversation, and I think that's one of the cool things I've liked about the Frog God got the Frog God Games folks when I've talked to them at cons. They've always been so. What are you What are you playing? This yeah, this is a cool game too. This is great. I really like this game. Really, what else are you playing? I've never had any of them to my face trash talk shit. Ah, that game fucking sucks. No one said that to me. Right? Social media, of course, people tell you everything sucks. <laughs> that type of thing. But I think there's a, like I said, there's just, there's a tone and approach, and I don't need to belabor it anymore, but I really think we as BSers, and just as gamers in general, it helps to be mindful of that. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Especially when you're talking to somebody who's reaching out for help for their games, for their game. I'm running a campaign and the bennies just don't work. I'm, I, we're having so much fun with Savage Worlds, but I just can't seem to get the bennies to, to flow. You, That person does not need somebody to say, well, that's because you're not playing Fate. What? That's not the problem. I didn't ask for a new game. I just said I, I'm having trouble with getting the benny economy to work here. Well, it's because you're not playing Fate. What the fuck? Where does that come from, right? I see that. I see that not in our community, which I'm very proud of, but I see it in other communities that I'm a part of. I hear the conversation at conventions and game stores when I go, and it's uh, it kind of drives me fucking nuts, dude. It's it's football, man. It's football, <laughs> it's football. baseball teams. It is. It's football teams. It's baseball teams. It's favorite racer and NASCAR yeah. or Formula One. It's all that shit. It's it's weird. It's not weird fandom, but it's it's a part of fandom that that people get jazzed up for, and they want you to be on their team because they want you to feel jazzed up, and then they can have their their kind of group be all jazzed up and you know commiserate. And I say commiserate, good or bad. Yep, yep. But no one, you know. And I, so I think a lot of that is, it, it, it's not. Um, you're right, Brett. It's sometimes not the intention, but the the message, and and it can get lost. And social media is rough, especially when it's only text and it's 280 characters. There's no question about it. But um, 
Yeah. I mean, because when we, what are you going to do? Well, when we, when we talked about you, when we were talking about your, you and 5 like, hey, I, I like the game. Okay. I'm just done playing it for a while. At least I want to try these other things. And and people still give me shit oh, about yeah, that. They, they do. They, they're like, Sean hates it. Like, I'm like, you guys. <laughs> They they busted my chops and I take <laughs> it in me. stride, everybody. I think so, it, yeah. that's the the cool thing about this. Pretty soon I'm gonna have a reputation though. Like <laughs> that guy on hey, that show played, I heard hates five E. Well, I'll tell you what, tomorrow, September fourteenth, you're playing more five E with me and Craig Shipman and guys at Three Four Wars. You're doing and another Brett, more Avalon, so And Brett asked me after the first session, Hey man, how you know, and everything go all right with you? Because, uh, you know, I know you don't like 5e right now. And I'm like, <laughs> I was what? smiling. And he was serious. Well, I, you were I, serious. I was, I, was, I was worried. He was serious. Was and I'm like, dude, I don't hate 5e. Like, I don't hate it. I'm on a break. Yeah, you're true. That's Maybe true. I'll true. get back to it later. And so, and I'm playing it in Brett's game. Yep. So if I hated 5e, I wouldn't be in Brett's Streets of Avalon game, which is tomorrow night uh, at twitch.tv at Third Floor Wars yep. at... 7 p.m. Central Time? Some, 7, 7.30. 8, 8 uh, Eastern? 8 Eastern, I think. God damn, it's, it's on my calendar. Somewhere. I don't have it in front of me. But it's out there. Anyways, it's out there. if I really hated it, I'd be like, oh, God. What? Do you, sure, Brett, what are you running uh, streets in? Well, 5E shot. But, yeah. No way, man. Yeah, exactly. True enough. Yeah. So. I just think, like I said, it's a, we don't need to blabber anymore, dude. I think we're done. I just, I'm, I'm trying to be more cognizant of it myself. And I just thought, makes more sense because when I watch people in the online community and other communities outside of ours, um, when they behave in such a way, they say, hey, way they say, are you stuck on that system or do you really want to play it in there? Are you, you your savage worlds you, you set there or are you willing to entertain other ideas? And they may say no other ideas. I really want to make savage worlds work here. OK, because I, I don't care why. It's not my it's not my concern. Maybe that's what the group has. Maybe. There could be a financial reason in there. And I've had this happen. I've talked about this in a show before. I have played with people in my home gaming group ages back when some of us were not doing very well and we did not have a lot of cash. So we would talk about saying, hey, we should. I bought a new game. I'd like to try it. Well, I just uh, blah, 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 blah. And when it came down to it, three of us, myself included, did not have any money to spare. Point blank. We were fucking broke. And going well, out that may and spending, be just a simple explanation. Like, I can't afford a different game. Yeah. Like, now, not everybody wants to tell anybody else what their financial situation is. Just, and I don't even fucking know you, right? That's okay. It's free, Brett. They got an free. SRD out there. It's on the internet. So, yeah, let me uh, <laughs> sit down and play that. So, you don't, okay. So, yeah, just throw that excuse out the window. Uh, so, yeah, you, now you don't have a reason. Ah, to play. Bastard. Okay, this is back in the day when you had to buy books. When books were a thing. You don't remember what books are? Oh. Anyway, point is, is that there there could be a number of reasons why somebody might not want to do something or might not want to step away from whatever it is that they're doing. And um, it, it's, a, it's a fandom thing. I think you're right. And we just have to be cautious of how we inject our fandom. That's all I'm saying is just in the spirit of trying to be a positive force within within the hobby. I, I just think it really pays to think about that stuff. Eileen, Eileen <laughs> um, had posted something up. I'm going to go uh, back to our Discord. And yeah. nobody's going to post anything anymore and discuss <laughs> anything because they're going to be like, what? I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody. anybody or hurt anybody's feelings on it, you know? So there's, there's ways to rip people and do stuff, right? Eileen and I were talking about this on, on Twitter. She had uh, put a post up about somebody in the comic store was giving her some 
major shit because she hadn't yet seen the latest Suicide Squad movie. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? There's like a billion reasons why you may not have gotten around to it or don't even want to or whatever. But that whole like, you're not geek enough because how, how if you're not seen this? Oh, my God. Oh, are you still playing D&D 5e without Xanathar's Guide? What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, you don't have Tasha's Calder. Oh, my God. You know. The shit she runs into, I can only imagine. Like, I just, who the hell, that's, you know. No. Yeah. Saint. (laughs) Right. Right. There's not a stack of bodies outside that store sometimes. Anyway, point is, just be nice to each other. And this is just one of those cases where a lot of times we may mean the best. We say, hey, Mothership is really cool, too. The person doesn't, they they didn't want to hear about Mothership. They want to hear about their Delta Green game. Right? They're. Or they're talking about a specific thing. Just do your best not to tell people you're doing it wrong, or anything like that. When it comes to that stuff, it's just it doesn't help. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on. Otherwise, I'll just keep spinning us. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Die roll two to four miscellaneous points again in a geekery. Want to bring with you the listener first one. IGDN diversity sponsorship enables diversity, a person to, um, oh my God, I lost my train of thought. Game designers to attend Metatopia Game Design Conference. Every time uh, around this year, they ask for folks to help them out. And what they do is have, I think they apply or there's a screening process and then they get folks to get to Metatopia, which is a unique convention because it gives them exposure to try out their games, network for their artwork, whatever, and it happens to be folks with it's a cri- It's diversity. a critical feedback environment, yes. right? Where you, you go there to have your stuff professionally critiqued. Yes. I wouldn't say criticized because of the con- negative connotation to it, but right. people trying to help you improve the thing you've got. To stop assholes from telling you, why aren't you playing Blades in the Dark? Why, why are you making you this so, game? Well, just <laughs> why are you making this game? Why don't you just play Blades in the Dark? Blades in the Dark. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Conk. Anyways. Anyway. So, yeah. Check that out. Um, we've we've given a little ching to them. Uh, so, to, to help whoever. Hopefully, somebody will benefit for going there. Uh, next one. Discord. Game of the Year Edition Discord. Uh, this Discord has ghosts in it. This is a uh, interesting role-playing game I came across where you can have 2 to 12 players and you play, I think, just on Discord. So my understanding is the, the ghosts can only type and the players can only talk. Yeah, investigators can only speak, ghosts can only type. Ghost haunts rooms and type their horror into them. Investigators explore each room, all while narrating the horror to all players. Ghosts reveal parts of them. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. For two to 12 players. Good God, that's a lot. That's a fair span. Yeah, I don't know how it works, like real time or time lapse or what. But anyways, uh, I found it intriguing because it's a different way, a lot different medium. Mm-hmm. You know? Different way to go about it. There you go. Uh, next one, Simbaroom and Vaisen. Uh, I gotta, I don't know, I gotta figure out how to pronounce that. It's Vaisen, Vaisen. I've heard Vaisen, Vaisen. Vaisen, yeah. I don't know. I'm, all I'm, over the place. I'm off. I gotta find that I out. I gotta f- find out myself. They uh, also have gotten on the Foundry 
tabletop, oh, cool. virtual tabletop, official module bandwagon. So if you're a fan of Foundry and you're a fan of those games, they come together. So the official modules typically will include like the full book and trade dress and some make your foundry look nicer and look like Tales from the Loop or Twilight 2000, blah, 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 blah. And they're relatively affordable. 11 to, I've seen them as low as $11 and as high as like 15 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah. So they're really great if you use foundry. And then the last one, which also piggybacks on the foundry component um, because we talk about free league stuff all the time. This one's by Cobalt Press, which is Tome of Beasts. So if you are a fifth edition fan <clears throat> or just needs a lot, a lot, a lot of monsters and you use Foundry, it comes with a buttload of tokens to represent all of the monsters and then probably all their stats. So, and that thing is, I'd have to double check the cost on that. I mean, I forgot if I even looked. Um, I do not see the cost on that. Oh, Foundry content not only for Tomo Beast and the Book of Layers, fifty dollars. Book of Layers as well. Fifty dollars. Book of Layers is there too. Oh, dude. and Book of Layers as well. Yeah, Book of Layers as well. Starting today, I'm reading a graphic Cobalt page. <sighs> you can visit Cobalt Press Store and pick up Foundry content keys for the Tomo Beast and the Book of Layers. But I don't. I don't have the cost. The fifty dollars is for Foundry, but I don't know how much it costs. For uh, Book of Layers Fifth Edition is nineteen ninety nine. Tome of Beasts is virtual license is thirty nine ninety nine. So that's forty okay. bucks. But you get all the shit. There's a lot. Tome of Beasts is a hefty. Is a hefty yeah, it's book. A beast. It's a Tome of Beasts. Beast is a beast of a book. <laughs> nice, monstrous even. Okay. Yeah. So I think Very that cool. is all I had for Daryl this week. What are we talking yeah. about next week, Brett? This week, I want to talk about um, some of the a piece that's kind of become a mantra, if you will, or, or a defining characteristic of how I'm how I've been doing homebrew stuff. And um, it's also a piece that plays into how I'm approaching. I was just thinking about how I'm approaching the Avalon game that I'm running for you and the Third Floor Wars crew. And I think this piece plays heavily into it. So it's about no right answer. Um, so we'll get into the details next week. But that's what we're going to talk about. No right answer or no wrong answer? We'll find Holy out. Holy cow, you got a cliffhanger. I don't want to tell you. If I tell you it all now, what's the point of listening oh, next week? Oh, man, only seven years. Yeah. This guy is <clears throat> still <sighs> catching on. I'll try not to. I'll, I'll try to be quite so touchy feeling. <laughs> so I'll be, a little mean. I'll be a little meaner or something. I don't know. All right. Well, hey, I just want to thank everybody who joined us for the live Brett recording, taping, whatever you want to call it here on twitch.tv. Uh, you know, we do this Monday nights at 8 o'clock Central Time. We're going to be here tomorrow night. You probably won't hear this. Probably won't see it in time for tomorrow night. But regardless, the live people will. Otherwise, if you see this on uh, YouTube, give us a like or subscribe. And then, of course... Give us a subscribe by our flagship audio show at your podcatcher of choice. Do a search for Gaming MBS and tell somebody about us. Like, hey, just let one of your players know, like at the table, this Gaming MBS podcast, give them a, give them, 
Or next time someone someone says, "Hey, I'm listening to this podcast," and they said, "Blah," I say, "You know, you should, you're doing it wrong. You should be listening to me." Yes. Right. <laughs> Right. Do, That's the do, only time it's acceptable. It's the only, it's time, the only it's time it's acceptable. absolutely acceptable <laughs> is when you're not talking about a game, but a, a RPG yeah. podcast. Yeah, you're just driving people. That's because you're listening board. to the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe how many of our listeners have probably heard that very same thing. Anyway, that's enough fun of us. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night and good game and all. This episode of Gaming and BS produced with help from the following BSers. Joe Swick, Old School DM, Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Eric Jeppesen, Andy Hall, Chris Steele, Jason Hobbs, Mark Tasaka, Berkel Froelich, Pierre Mongrel, Brett Pazinski, Brandon Barnes, Eileen Barnes, Dan LaValle, Victor Wyatt, Craig Huber, Roger Braslett, Stephen Dragonspawn, Jared Rasher, Ray Otis, Jim Fitzpatrick, Old Scouser Roleplaying, Christopher Lang, Curtis Takahashi, Larry Hout, Ron Bishop, Mark Richmond, Chad Glayman, Sky, Craig, Howard Bishop, Josh Wallace, Corey Welch, Angus, Eric Salzweedle, George Sedgwick, Robert Nemeth, Brian Kurtz, Laramie Wall, Perry Besor, Eric Avia, Andy Olson, Jeff Seifert, John Keyword, Corey Gonzalez, Maurice, Niall Diamond, Aaron Relia, Jeff Goad, Aaron Coleman, Brian Rumble, Rich Wishon, David F. Baylog, Harrigan, Melissa Bashinsky, Henry Newcomb, Cole Cago, Eric Tavola, Hoos Carl, Ghost GM, Mike Hess Jr., Rory Weston, Jim Ingram, Daniel Garrett, Eric Frankhouse Presents, Phil McClory, Adam Grochon, Jay Plata, Ed Nyes, The Duke in Purple, Isaiah Aries Christian, Larry Hollis, Quigley Malcolm, AWOL Trooper, Craig Shipman, Todd Sharp, Orcus Dorcas, Chris Shore, Michael O'Holland, Wayne Peacock, Mike Coleman, Miniature Master, Kevin Keneally, Zagrave, Vornak, Farty McButterpants, Andrew Lear, Craig Chunglo, Eric Lunsford, Ty Prunty, Feeling Good Lewis, Ziga Pradzik, Stacy Winters, Nick Westbrook, and John Mahoney. Hey, do us a favor. Let somebody know about our podcast. Yeah, seriously. They may not even know we exist. And if they do, make sure they're subscribed. Sometimes they just listen to a single episode and that's it. They can certainly subscribe and never listen, but... I don't know how fun that would be. But do us a favor. Seriously. Tell somebody about us. You never know. They just could end up being one of our best friends. Thanks, BSers. This, this has, has been, been a Litterbox, Litterbox Studio, Studio production. production.